Can you all hear me? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. So I've got an hour's message. Are you ready? It's great. I love baptisms. It's a highlight of our time in the calendar year for the church. Whenever we have a baptism, it is just such good news for us. And, and we absolutely love it. Um, and the testimonies from them all, it just shows a trust and a faith in this, this man called Jesus um, who walked all those years ago. And it's their journey. And as Steve has already said, we haven't coerced them. We haven't made them. It's not something you sign up to and you get a badge of honour because you get baptised. It is their decision. And each one has been on a journey and said, yes, I want to get baptised. And it is so good. I mean, the story of Jesus is all about good news. The things that, he's done, that, that he has done and still continues to do today in lives, we confidently say is good news. And the gospel means that. In, in, in the New Testament of the Bible, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John are good news stories of what Jesus has accomplished for us. And this morning you've heard a part of that. And what an opportunity for me as a minister of a church in front of all you beautiful people to share a snippet of good news this morning. And if there's a time when we need to hear good news, it's now, isn't it? The world is falling apart. So much bad news, I don't know about you, um, for, for Lent I've given up social media it's so joyful. It's so good. But the thing is, you get on your device, you get every single story come to you in an instant. It happens. Bang, it's there. And you see these things happen. Conflicts, tensions, wars, all that step closer because it's right in your hand. And the one situation that is on our minds at the moment is right on our doorstep. It's only a thousand miles away. That's not that far. But we face bad news everywhere we go. I mean, for some reason, the human race has this tendency to really revel and love hearing bad news. Why is that? But these things that we watch, we read, we see, weigh us down. And I don't know if you're weighed down this morning. But I've got to tell you, I've got some good news. You've heard good news. You've seen good news. You've, I've got good news. And it's not the coffee and biscuits at the end, although that is good news. But the testimonies and baptisms have, dem have, have clearly demonstrated um, a clear trust in this man called Jesus who has promised something that no one else can. In my life, he's promised something that no one else can. The good news is this. Jesus Christ, he walked the earth over 2,000 years ago. He's in our history books. And he did something quite incredible for every single person. And that offer is still available to us today. And I think some of us, whether you've been Christians for a long time, for a week, or you've never heard the gospel, or you're still wrestling with it, it's good news and an offer that stands today. In the book of Romans in the Bible, in the New Testament, there's a bloke called Paul who had an encounter with Jesus. This was a man who was persecuting Christians, killing them, and he was going against them. But Jesus met him and changed his life 180. And Paul writes this letter to the church in Rome filled with many things. And this letter was a, um, in this letter was a simple and easy way to understand of why Jesus, what Jesus, who Jesus, all these things that he's done for us that is so vitally important for them then and us now. Some of you may have heard of uh, Romans Road, and this is the journey I'm taking you on this morning for this short time. Romans 3.23 says this, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God everyone. Hold up. We're not really keen on that word sin, are we? Even Christians don't like the word sin or sinner or sinning. 
You might think it's a, it's a word that's out of date, that we don't need anymore in this world where anything goes and we can do whatever we want. And that's fair. But for us as Christians, we know that sin is the very thing that separates us from God. You might not think you're a bad person. I don't think I'm a bad person. But the thing is, to get in a relationship or a connection with God is not done by good works. It's not done by simply being a nice person. And it's not done by just being nice to people. How many of you beeped your horn at someone this week that have got in your way? Don't leave me hanging up here by myself. (laughs) How dare you? But sin is what we say separates from a pure and perfect and holy God. God cannot tolerate sin. He created this world without sin, but we put sin in it. And the thing is, with sin, it only leads to one thing. Sin leads to death. Um, Have you heard the the saying YOLO? Have you heard that? You only live once? I've got another saying for you. Yodo. Not the little green dude from Star Wars. That's Yoda. But Yodo, you only die once. You see, the thing is, Romans 6.23 is clear when it says the wages of sin is death. We are destined to die because of our sin. I did say this was good news, but it's not so much good news so far, is it? However, here is where God's plan of redemption, of salvation comes into play for us. And people need to hear. You see, Romans 6.23 goes on to say, for the wages of sin is death, but... And in the Bible, when there's a but or a however, you've got to sit up and take notice. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you follow Jesus this morning, you've got a gift of life. And this is where the really good news kicks in. For me, this is so amazing, so important. We truly believe as Christians that God created us on purpose for a purpose. By a God who loves you. And he wants you to have a full relationship with him as your heavenly father. No matter your background, where you come from, what's going on in your life, this is God and what he wants for you. This is his heart. This is the essence of the gospel, the good news for you this morning. And that is why Jesus came to earth. If you've ever watched the Avengers films, has anyone watched the 20 films? A few of us. If you have no idea what you're on about, switch off for five seconds. But you'll know that in this film, when the the Avengers fight the big bad Thanos... Okay, they're told that they have a 1 in 14 million chance of beating him. And they go on to do it. Tony Stark gives his life for the world. If you've no idea what I'm about, go and watch it. It might take three, four weeks, but watch it. The thing is, it's 1 in 14 million. God's plan, though, is the only way. It's the one and only way. There's nothing, like I said before, that we can do The odds are stacked against the fact that there's nothing that you can do, but it's all down to Jesus. Romans 5.8 says, God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I remember sitting in church all those years ago, and there's people here that can um, back me up on this. I hated church. Couldn't stand it. I thought, what a bunch of weirdos singing. I'm only there to support my wife because football was cancelled. But over time, the message of Jesus come through that I was loved, that I was worthy. And no matter if I fail today, God still loves me because I put my trust in him. These six people have put their trust in Jesus. You've got to know, people, that Jesus loves you. 
And what we understand from that sentence, God demonstrated his own love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This powerful sentence, this powerful wording, is that any chance of a relationship with a perfect God, a holy God, was that he had to send his son in our place to take on the sins of the world, the past, present, and the future, on himself as that sacrifice. You don't have to do anything because God has already done it. You see, we, there's two things that happen. We get God's grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Basically, grace is simply getting something you don't deserve, which is eternal life. He's saying, that's my grace to you. And then there's mercy, which is not getting something we do deserve, death. We get life over death. I think that's a good trade-off. Anyone else? While we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. And I've got to say, my friends, that is the best, most goodest news you will hear this week, this year, forever. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> and I want to encourage you with Easter just around the corner. It's going to come up quick. Yes, it's about chocolate. Yes, it's about the nice things and, and filling your face until you're sick. But let me encourage you to go and hear the Easter story. Check it out. Go and check the history of Jesus. Go and check all these things that back up what we're saying. We don't just do it because we want to, because we believe it. In a nutshell, Jesus Christ was beaten, despised, spat upon. His own people put him on the cross in the most horrific way. There's a couple of things that stand out here. For us, the cross stands empty. The grave that was borrowed is empty. Let me tell you, if you don't believe in Jesus this morning, I want to tell you that he believes in you. Jesus walked away and he beat death forever. Death, oh, where's your sting? Even though one day you might, Yodo, you only die once, you will live again in eternity with a God who loves you. You see, Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Every person baptized here this morning has called on the name of the Lord. Their own story is testament to that. And the Lord saves. Is that good news? I don't think you're convinced. <laughs> Romans 10.9 says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What an offer this morning. You're not going to get any better offer anywhere else. You could go to Tesco's and use your club card. There's nothing on this. You could go and do something else. The offer's nowhere near as good as this. This is eternal life, people. This is not a fairy tale story or a myth or something we just conjured up. This is truth right here. And if you're not a believer this morning, I dare you. In fact, I double dare you. Why not to make the best decision you could ever make in your life? Did you know in my house, if we double dare someone, you have to do it. There's no pressure. But why not? If you make a decision here this morning, wouldn't that be amazing? And there's a triple dare. There's a baptism pool there. We've got spare clothes. We don't take this lightly, church. We truly believe that Jesus is the answer. I'm going to invite the band up if they're dressed and ready. They're going to lead us in some songs. But do you know what? I'm going to give it time for people to respond. Why not? I dare you. I want to say this morning confidently, confidently that if you don't believe in Jesus, 
or you want to get baptized this morning, that you would say these words after me. And you would raise your hand and you would acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior. It's as easy as that. So I'm going to give you time to respond. And if you say this prayer, you say it through, you raise your hand. And if you want to get baptized this morning, come to the front. If not, Jesus is still in control. Here's the prayer. Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. But this morning I acknowledge you as my Lord and Saviour. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died and rose again. You beat death and you are handing out life, eternal life. And you are giving us the greatest gift we could ever, ever receive. And we thank you in your name, Jesus. Amen.